And we are live. It is Thursday. Welcome to Bearded Drums Live. I messed up the beginning of the video again because Jarrett and I are rusty. And But you should be able to hear us this week as opposed to last week where we were mumbling muted for at least a minute. Yeah, I just made sure the red light was on. <laughs> the red light is on. Uh, everything should be working. If it is, please give us a shout in the chat. Um, I see Charlie is already here. Good evening, Charlie. Good evening, my friend. Um, yes, of course, it's Thursday. Jared is looking and feeling not great, but great. Yeah. For, you know, depending on how you look at it. But last week versus this week is 200% difference, in my opinion. And I could tell when you called me on Tuesday. Like, hey, man, you want to go get some Brooklyn? So I'm like, hey, somebody's. Somebody's up and moving. Yeah, I was telling a friend of mine, it's like, I just want to feel like a real boy again. <laughs> She's like, well, you are a regular person. It's like, I don't feel like a regular person. <laughs> my, well, my, like my, I said. My schedule, I finally kind of got it like back on track, kind of. It, it has been, oh, you're, you're getting up to, to go do a thing at 2 o'clock in the afternoon? I'm still asleep. Yeah, really. I wake up at four. I'm like, how was work, Mom? Oh, it was great. Awesome. Well, if you need me, I'll be awake until like, I would stay up and like, all right, good morning, Mom. I mean, good night, Mom. She's like, all right, good night. Have fun. Like, enjoy work. And then I'm... Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, as Richie is saying, all good. It seems like not all good, but you're pretty much there. Uh, I know you, you're you're like me. You're still getting a little tired here and there, and uh, uh, like I said, I think it's just one of those things that you gotta deal with for a little while. It's not a it's not a quick turnaround. No, like I had like I was telling you yesterday, I had that weird had to sit in the parking lot for thirty minutes to like breathe. Yeah, and, like gain my ground. I'm like, all right, I'm just gonna go ahead and go home now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like this, it's nap time. Yeah, like, today is done. <laughs> I don't know. Well, you did good today. You only took. Um, I don't even want to say 30 minutes, maybe not even 30 minutes. Um, but you only had to take a small one today, and you're up. And, of course, we had Tower of Power yeah. to get us in the mood, listening to the classic Tower of Power smacking-ass tune, Squib Cakes. So if you've never heard that one, S-Q-U-I-B Cakes. It's a really good track, nice and funky, of course. Dave Garibaldi killing it. Um, but that's how Jarrett and I got pumped up for today's show was a little tower. We have to start doing that every week. Try something out. Uh, maybe next week a little five-finger death punch. And, oh, no, uh, I'll, 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 I'll put you on the dark side next week. Like today. What? I did this week. So, yeah, you can do you can do next week. And if you choose to pick uh, a song from the dark side, even though I tend to shun away from the, the darker areas of the I'm, world. I'm going to pick you like a, it's, it's a nicer proggy tune. Um, there's no angry vocals. Um, at first, when I first heard the song, I was like, she has a lovely voice. And then I saw the music video, and it's not a lady. It is a dude, uh, 100%. Uh, got the snake bites in his lips. He's got a faux hawk. Nice. But he sings really, really pretty. Well, like band, I said, this, is, this, week was my, uh, this week was my pick. So next week, no matter what, even if it's a demon chance, you can play our little prep song for... For that episode, no, no demon. Yeah, well, that's fine. Whatever. Um, Frank's here. What's up, my friend? And of course, the man, the bespoke drummer himself, Joshua Breslow, has joined us as well. 
Oh, thanks. Oh, both of our shirts are lovely colors. Well, when you're a large guy, Richie, it's all about finding the one color that makes you look slightly smaller. Even though I look massive right now from the side profile. Or the uh, the GoPro's a little better, even though the yeah. color temperature's stupid and it won't let me change it. But um, I need to adjust this camera again. Got to keep it dark. I don't want you sideways. No reds, no yellows. On camera. There we go. Um, thank you, my friend. Um, you are not the only person that's ever told me I look good in purple, so I purposely buy any purple shirt I can find, especially if it has a drum set on it. Did you... Purposefully, purposefully, <laughs> I superfluously. <laughs> that was a reach. That was you can you can, you can scold me for that one. Like what was it? The uh, oh, what, I can't even remember. Oh, the Kurds. Yeah, and what'd you say? Accordingly, you're like, no, that's no, not, that's a too a much of a. It's a reach. That's that's too much of a reach. That already yeah. it's gonna already be in it. <laughs> um, so, as you can see, our spirits are much better. Uh, all of you are here. I'm glad y'all have joined us. Uh, looks like we are back on schedule unless another horrible thing happens, which seems to be almost bi-weekly at this point. Don't say that. Um, you know, the, well, granted, we dodged a big one with the hurricane. Um, and, you know, it sucks that Louisiana gets smacked again. Not, what, two years or a year later? A year. A year. Yeah, like last year um, was whenever I had to work at the casino and not long after that, we were sending all those supplies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, to uh, like Charles. Yeah, like Charles. There we go. Um, so, like I said, you know, they get smacked, then they get smacked again. Luckily for us, we didn't have to deal with it. Um, you know, you lose a little bit of work, you lose a little bit of time, um, but you get to hang out at the house, I guess, for a little while. I got to play. Some night late night sessions of uh, video games and eat some ham sandwiches. That was about. I all. never <laughs> lost power, thankfully. No, we didn't either. So I just, I, I would, I was playing Red Dead, and I was just like, safety save every, every time I hear thunder, I'd save. Just go ahead, just make sure. Yeah, I got a little, because you know it doesn't take really much to break an Xbox. So every time I heard lightning pop, I was like, man, I probably should just back out of this game and turn this thing <laughs> off and unplug it. But uh. <laughs> I was I was a little bit reckless, but hey, it's fine. Like you said, we didn't lose power, so. But that's kind of the point. Is like seems like every few weeks or so, something else happens that's holding up the show or us getting to gig or anything like that. So hopefully, the rest of the summer will be quiet. Well, I mean, technically, we're past Labor Day, so guess what, guys? It's fall. The summer is technically over, and you're sitting there like you know. And you know you are. You hate that summer's over. Some of us like fall a little bit better. I think all of us down here in the steamy south tend to uh, love the fall, spring time. Not so much. Because, I mean, I'll admit, like, I think I pretty much kind of hid the summer. <laughs> I made sure the yard was, like, always tidy and clean so I didn't have to go out there. But I've pretty much been air-conditioned this summer. Other than the gigs, which, don't get me wrong, now that w it seems like pre-pandemic everything i did was really that direction and i'm sorry for all y'all that means louisiana um and now it's complete opposite but everything this summer was 
outside and I bought three t-shirts and just told myself instead of ruining clothes left and right you buy three t-shirts you wear those at gigs this being one of them and although it looks fine it is not as purple as it was the day I bought it <laughs> and it's probably a lot thinner in the sweat areas from me just just sweating into this t-shirt so I personally am glad the summer is over I do not want one more song I am good I would like to go back to jeans maybe a little button over or, uh, I'm waiting you know, for but, uh, button up just kind of over me, just nice and cool, so I don't sweat as much. Waiting for Scarf Steven to come back. Scar- well, you know, we get to the cold times, and then hey, you got to keep this little guy. I mean, I'm good here, but here so much, you know, it's it gets it gets chilly out there. I don't have the wonderful. Let's let's just let's just move this thing <laughs> and look at the grandeur of that mf'er right there. That guy is, look at that. Yeah. Can you do that? I don't think you can do that. I actually am pretty sure that you cannot do it. I think everybody in the chat right now needs to just let Jared know how effing awesome his beard is because that is a work of art. It takes, there is a regimen involved. It's not just having a beard and looking cool. You've got to take care of it like a drum set. You've got to make sure all those tuning rods are ready to go you got to make sure it's ready and tight and clean keep it in a case it's got to be you know got to apply your white lithium grease that's every, right man every other head change you know it's there's a there's a lot to it 2.3 meter power hoops i mean that's what you want so Die-cast. um y'all let no let jared know uh, <laughs> <laughs> yes yes richie scarf steven european steven as i prefer i'm very fancy i don't know if you guys know this i don't know if uh my fanciness is projected by my backwards cap and my bro look right now but again that's the point it's summer and it is still extreme summer might be over but summer doesn't end in mississippi till what mid i was gonna say as far as getting cooler like cooler mid october maybe late october i i always shoot for november yeah so we at least have like another two months of like you might as well just keep shorts on because here at least if you get a cold and i don't mean snow because snow is not even an option here but if you just get a cold Christmas, then it feels like Christmas here. Yeah. And that's not guaranteed. I want to say last year was chilly enough for me to wear a, like a hoodie. But the year before, I want to say I was in a short sleeve button up in jeans because it was like it was pretty warm. We had a very wet uh, winter dime last year. We've had a wet. I mean, this year in general has just been I mean, the amount of rain that we've gotten uh, is insane. So, again, winter being drier time i'm so ready for it now i know some of y'all like uh like mike and you know the ones that are not in the subtropic region uh i know you might not appreciate it as much as us um but you also don't get the steamy swamp ass 93 with 88 percent humidity that we have to deal with here yeah nothing's like walking out when it's approaching 100 percent humidity and like your first <laughs> breath is just it's like if you could like those old cartoons where like they can cut out the fog with a knife and like they push out the way to look through like in Tom and Jerry and uh, Looney Tunes and stuff that's what it feels like down here you literally open the door and it's just you walk into an actual wall of fog and and heat and perspiration and you're just you're you're breathing it's palpable you're breathing water I never get to use that word but it's palpable Palpable. That's a good one. That's your word for the day. Um, and to address something in the chat that I think we all need to be seriously worried about, Frank lets us know, well, is it technically a beard or is it two really long sideburns? Now, before you answer, my interpretation of the law on this specific situation is 
I guess through a technicality, it would be two sideburns or le mouton chops. But I would throw that there's a caveat in there, maybe something to set a precedence in this case. It started out originally as a beard. Yeah. So you and you chose to make it. This is what you're, you you want to make it <laughs> purposefully the mutton chops, the mouton, or just a sideburn. Um, so I would technically still want to characterize it and categorize it according to the law as a beard that you have modified. What would you say? You are the creator of this, you know. I would say uh, from a technicality in the uh, facial hair champion league of contests, I would technically be having a uh, a sideburn style and would not characterize as a beard due to the, the gap yeah, on yeah. my chin. Yeah. To the neck. Now, if it was just the chin and the neck was still there, it would still be considered a beard. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. since it goes all the way to the back, there is hmm. a... It's a, like if Moses... You know, split my my chin hair in half. The parting of the red hair. Yeah, because it does get a little red down there. Uh, like if he went through and parted my beard, that would be was was a beard. Now it's well, it is it is it is a work of art that continues to grow. It is much like a work of art that can never be finished. Like I was telling you about, you know, you were like, "What the hell does that mean?" When I was talking about how I was building a dream with my symbol set up, and it can never really be finished, and you're like, "Huh?" <laughs> like I, that, AKA, don't ever <laughs> stop buying symbols. They always buy symbols, and would, if you want our both of our professional opinions, if you, are, it's like the flow chart. Are you thinking about buying a symbol? It just goes straight to buy it. Yeah. There's no like, oh, if you're not, no. It's just like anything involving in parentheses symbol straight to purchase it please yeah except for the ride we were talking about yeah um, the, the 2000 the $2,000 uh, commemorative vault edition Zildjian ride with with gloves with gloves and wax sticks stamp sticks uh, certificate <laughs> certificate of authenticity don't buy that because that is That's just you know, that just means you're spending too much money but yes in the in the in the case of any other symbol in the world please always buy it doesn't matter the brand just buy it you'll you'll, you'll feel happier and uh we, we've both been getting a crap ton of symbols lately um so i know both of us are pretty happy with that and so you should experience the happiness with us go buy yourself a symbol right now doesn't matter what it is doesn't matter it could be a ran can and it's still yeah. fine. It could be one of those those new uh, Wuhans that just came out with. I'm sorry. Yeah. Okay, we have a news update coming <laughs> straight from Jarrett. I'm hearing. Yes, he's ready. Hold on, here he comes. Um, so Wuhan has a new line of symbols called the Koi series, and they're kind of like K's. Um, they're kind of dark, and they have a very strange bell um instead of it being that weird like comes out and then juts back down for the chinas and stuff it's um more like a bell like a it's cupped like a regular it no oh it's not no it's it's got a very i would say it's it's like a like an actual like picture like, like the liberty bell shape like it's that kind of bell for the bell like oh it's, okay like, like it's mountainous oh. uh it's had to tie i don't know which how to describe it um, they sound really cool. They got this kind of dark um, tone to it. And here's what blew my mind. Um, someone did a blind 
test on Instagram was like, who do you think made these? So I didn't vote for the first like 15 times. Like I listened to it and I was like, hmm, that sounds very <laughs> trashy and washy. And I was like, a little bit too much to be a K. And I was like, and it's not dry enough to me to be a minor. I'm like, I'm going to go Agop. Out the door swinging. Wow. And I didn't even like, I, like, I was like, the Wuhan's there is like a joke. And then it does the whole shake. It's like, no, you're wrong. Wuhan and green. That's awesome. And I was like, I'll have to, uh, I'll have to check that out and maybe try to get some pictures for next week because I yeah. wasn't even aware. Yeah, they're cool. Uh, 14, 15 inch hats, uh, 21 and 22 inch ride, and then 17, 18, 19, and 20 crashes, and then they have two chinas, um, both regular and dark. I won't have to. Seriously. Very cool. Yeah, very cool. Seriously, check Wuhan, that out. Wuhan, Wuhan's up on the rise. Uh, I fit that honestly. That might be like my first K. If, if anything, uh, the way it's looking, I haven't seen them what they're priced at yet. But I mean, how much can they be? They are at the end of the day Chinese made symbols. Uh, yeah, I mean, and, and obviously there's nothing. Uh, there's nothing wrong with that because I actually like the uh, the older Wuhan. Uh, Wuhan. Good Lord. The older Wuhan, the traditional series, they made them for a while where they were, I mean, they they were really good. And I think Hugh may have had some of those. Does he still have those? Yeah, Wu, uh, Wuhan. Uh, <laughs> Hugh does have that whole set of Wuhans at the house that he showed us. He broke out that one day. Mm-hmm. He has those uh, two rides and those hi-hats. Hmm. That he played, a, I think he's like a couple of records with back in the day, and those sounded really good. I was very surprised by how those were. I know Cedric was like, "I want to take him home." <laughs> <laughs> that was the same day he got those Pisces that he broke a week later. <laughs> those was it two thousand twos? Yeah, um, and those are actually I don't I'm not the biggest fan of Pisces, but those seemed really cool. Yeah, I want you to say it to make sure that that was past tense. That's they past seemed, tense. Yeah, seemed. They seemed. They were, they were very cool. Really now, he brought me one to fix, so he may still have the crash, the big crash. Um, but either way, um, yeah, he, he, he kind of went through those quick. I'm wondering how he's f- faring with the uh, HHX Extreme he got from me and something else. Well, that one's kind of thin, I think, right? Yeah. So that, that one that one should hold up a little bit better because those other because those Pisces were thick. Yeah. Um, Hopefully there's, but that was, that's a beautiful symbol. Speaking of stuff um, that we're going to be talking about this week and totally not related at all is I, uh, if is, do you see Frank in the chat? I don't know if I can hop over there that yeah. quick. So we got, uh, yeah, the last thing Frank said was uh, the technicality. Okay. Um, Frank, for you, my friend, um, number one. Thank you to all the Legacy members that join us every week. I know it's been a little hit and miss here lately, but we are back on schedule. So this is the updated list for all of the current Legacy members. These are the guys, all of you that hang out with us every week and make the show really what it is with your submissions and the conversations we have. So number one, thank you to all of you. If you have not received your Legacy member sticker, you can email the uh, beardeddrums at gmail.com. I'll put that up there right now. There it is. There's the email. You can send me your mailing address and I will get the sticker out to you. Also down below is both of our Instagram handles at J underscore rat and at 
S. Nelson underscore Jr. If you ever want to tag us in something, if you get your sticker and you want to tag us, or if you just want to send us something, any one of these places, you can reach us. And you can also reach Jarrett at the Facebook page, the uh, the like page for Bearded Drums. Just simply go to any of these places and search Bearded Drums or email us. Um and then, like I said, getting into what Jarrett and I have been doing lately as far as what we're talking about, symbols. Yeah. Um, Jarrett recently has some symbol acquisitions, and so did I. So I'm going to turn it over to Jarrett so he can let you know what he's been up to. Uh, the last ones I got were yours. That's right. Yeah. Um, Steven got some stuff, and he was like, well... You know, would you be interested in any of this? And I was like, well, if I recall correctly, um, whenever the dark, dry stuff first came out, I mentioned it to you. I was like, well, this seems really cheap for for what it is. And I just kind of like never got any. And then later on, uh, you went through and I was the bait. You, <laughs> Jarrett made me the bait. Made me purchase <laughs> one, two, three sets of hi hats. One. Two, three crashes, one ride, and that's it. Yes. And he made me do this. I didn't have any choice. He made me do this so that it's I would, out of all of these symbols, <laughs> pick the ones that I like, and then he could get at a great discount all of the other ones, and that's what he's talking about now. Yeah, so I got, uh, out of all the, the dry, dark stuff he had, I got the 13-inch hats with the 13 crash slash splash. Crash. It, crash. Uh, then I got the Dark Ion Trash Crash, and then I got the 20-inch uh, Crash. Yes. And So So basically he got all of the, out of all that Istanbul I bought, I kept all the regular Exist stuff. The 13-inch hats, the 15-inch hats, the 18-inch Crash, the 21-inch Rod. Just traditional finish. And Jarrett got every last bit of the dark and dry stuff, which kind of, I think we had this discussion Looking at the way you play, the way I play, the drums you pick, the, the drums I pick, the cymbals you pick, the cymbals I pick, that's usually how it ends out. I end up wanting the more attack-driven, you know, because I'm always out live and usually not with the, you know, right amount of miking. I want maximum projection and then volume out of the cymbals. And you like more of the textured uh, hoity-toity cymbal <laughs> sounds. The, you like the fancy stuff. Yeah, the fancy stuff is I and I'm... Currently, uh, eventually going to get the 22-inch ride to, to round out everything. Um, I think that'd be a very sweet setup for a rehearsal at my friend's house because uh, it is a very lively room. Yeah. I think that'd be a very good fit for that. Um, well, not only that, like the styles of music you lean to, and you like to always have different sounds for different situations, um, I think that little setup would go with all of your kits that I'm thinking of, I'm like, yeah, that would, the, that set of symbols would sound good on any one of those uh, vintage kits or the bop size kits or anything. Uh, you know, only only one I wouldn't think it would match with would be the Swindle because the Swindle puts out so much volume. Yeah, it's a, it's a loud kit in general. I don't think that would fit at all. I mean, it would have to be, be like, ding, 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 ding boom, you know, yeah. like. <laughs> <laughs> I'd, have to, I'd have to do a very crazy... Uh, Head change and everything. Yeah, and then it'd have to be uh, dips on everything. Oh yeah, dips and the uh, the the fluffy bomber. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. It would have to be just everything. Just sounds like a. And now you have a complete set of Istanbul. Oh yeah. Um, but you also, I believe, got uh, 
that you probably shared on Instagram or on Facebook at least. Uh, those beautiful, uh, that two the two pieces, the snare and the. Um, oh yeah, I just I kind of just uh, told everyone about those. I haven't put any pictures up because I've been lazy about it. Um, I mentioned it last week, and I got ordered the hoops for them last night. Um, but you'll see the photos of them soon. Um, so I got this. Oh, what the heck is this tiny little picture? Why did it do that? That's weird. Okay, anyway, go ahead. Uh, so I got uh, three drums in uh, as soon as I started to kind of feel better. Uh, I was like, man, if anything goes wrong, I'm going to at least try to pull the trigger on these and then have like maybe a moment to enjoy them, like worst case scenario. And I've been trying to find uh, this particular... So I got hair in my face. I'm trying to fix it. I'm a prima donna right now. I can't see it. Um, I've been wondering what this is called a Harlequin um, snare. And it's a Harlequin based upon the finish because it's the red kind of diamond into the black. And it's a two-piece combo with a snare drum and a bass drum. Now, the big thing for me is that I wanted the bass drum for the longest time because it's single tension. And I just like just like the look of the the drums now steven knows i cannot stand red drums i don't like red sparkle i don't like red finishes i, know, I think it's, very, red it's is, very sad i think red is dumb um but for some weird reason because there's black and it's in a angular pattern yeah this is it, cool it it checks out it's very art like is that what is that like classic art deco-y kind of look i think that's what you would call this is what josh breslow would tell us yeah really what, what it would be but i like it i like red number one and actually i hate black i'm not a big fan of black drums and or I love black, black drums and i love black drums. but like you said no matter what side you tend to lean on this makes you like it and it's it, i think it's dope looking yeah and it's cool because it's 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 from the 50s or 60s because of the badge um I want to say the interior is not painted. I have to, I can't remember. Um, I'll have to look at it again. I want to say it is painted, though. Um, but it's cool because it's single flange, and the throw-off is a Ludwig P85, uh, yeah. I think. And that's the, the older style one. Um, that's on it. The guy just put it on there. I know Hugh said that those are always, like, good throw-offs from back in the day. Mm-hmm. A lot of guys just put them on just because. Um, but that's the throw-off, though, that's on it. Um, and I have a, there's a, the snare side head is a weird white Ludwig snare side head. And I was telling Calkin to he was like, I didn't know Ludwig made, uh, white snare heads. He goes, well, if it's what I think it is, Jared, if you open it up, make sure the inside is textured or not. Mm-hmm. They would have a, basically a reversed coated head. Yeah. I didn't know they did that. Which makes sense if it's a snare batter. I mean, uh, um, snare resident. Yeah, and he said those those are killer heads. He's like, if you never get rid of it. Yeah. He's like, let me know. <laughs> He's like, those are great heads. I was like, oh, that's cool. So and I'm gonna hold on to that because I've, I've, it's reversed. I thought it was cool. Um, and but, Josh is letting us know yeah. exactly art awesome. art deco. So. Um, and so that's the snare drum. Um, I have the original hoops that go to it. They're a little warped, but those are the other ones, and they're kind of warped too. Um, that's just the nature of those old single flans. So the ones that I ordered. A 2.3 millimeter, they should be pretty beefy. Yeah. And not um, susceptible to... It's dope. And actually, we, uh, shortly here, we will have a video of Jarrett. And I, it sounded fine on my phone. I'm sure it'll sound fine here. I can't really hear it. So y'all can let us know the volume should be fine. Um, but going back to the chat, uh, yes, Richie, 
you can live anywhere and you probably short of Malaysia, the Philippines or something like that. You're not going to experience the humidity that we have a wondrous time dealing with here. No. And then for my personal uh, well-being, which Dark Souls are you playing? Because you mentioned that you're playing while you're listening to us. And I'm a big fan of the third one. Even Who's playing? Uh, Richie's playing a video oh. game. Oh. Yeah, he's playing a video game while he listens to us. Let us know, Richie. Yeah. What are you playing? He's playing Dark Souls, but there's three of them. That's what I'm saying. Well, let us know which one you are playing. I want to know. Um, and then, Mark, who are these strangers in my... I'm we saying. are back, my friend. We are here. We are large. We are not probably in charge, but we are here. Um, so you should, uh, barring any other F-ups from the universe this month or this rest of this year, uh, you should see us at our regular time. Oh, yeah. And then see Mark says, I like the older symbols, maybe because I'm old. I rounded up vintage A's and I love them. The last symbol I bought was a 20 inch Zildjian Edge. I've never even never heard of that. Um, nice, dark ride and sweet bill. I'll have to give me a little Google on that. I, I'm with him, though, um, on the vintage A's thing. That's a cool. I like <clears throat> anything. It's automatic anvil, which is that's all that stuff is an A. That's what that stands for, and a Sabian AA. That's what that stands for, and it's just the automatic chunk, 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 chunk machine. And I love anybody's. I don't think you can go wrong with a traditional finish, automatically hand uh, hammered symbol. Um, those Istanbuls, same thing. A, like a, a typical A. Uh, who I mean, who doesn't like an A suite, or uh, you know, the A medium. Yes. Yeah. Sabian, you can always, for me, I can, if something were to happen, I could always go grab a Sabian AA medium thin crash and know it's going to work just fine. Um, so I'm kind of with him on that. If I were a Zildjian player, kind of like you've done, that would probably be something I would hunt down would be uh, a nice set of vintage A's. Because I have those ones I got from uh, my twin, uh, Eric Binder. Yeah. Because I got those. Uh, but those hats are not; those are Tosco's, according to Hugh. Yeah, they still sound sweet though. They're cool. Um, All those symbols were cool. Yeah, but I, so I've, I've been playing around at the house uh, before we get back on track. Um, I got that 18-inch, 80s A um, that the guy cleaned. I'm still upset that he cleaned it, but <laughs> it sounds great. Like I've, I've kind of caught myself leaning towards. A little bit brighter than what I normally have, just because I don't I have I don't play them. Well, but I'll say you have plenty of dark. Yeah, you have dark covered in spades, <laughs> and not I don't mean just to say dark, but like textured sounds that are tend to be a little bit more complicated. Um, you, if if there was anything I'd say you were lacking, not really lacking, but it's like a straightforward head of projective. Yeah, you know, very typical uh, sounding symbols or tra traditional. Yeah, because I have that that eighteen setup, and then I have that sixteen medium thin on the right. Um, I was like, well, this is fun. A little 16 action over there, kind of kicking. Um, granted, I'm playing a, a K custom ride at this point in my uh, con hats. So it's not it's not completely um, bright and happy action, but... Uh, I well, but I, I think even more than that, just projective. Because obviously yeah. a K dark is not bright, but there's plenty of projection there. Yeah, because what I was telling you, my issue when I was sitting in for you at the juke joint was... Uh, yeah, my cons sound amazing. They sound great, but uh, they do not sound good on me trying to play a hollow notes. Yeah, rich girl trying to bang yeah. out the the bell pattern or, or anything. <laughs> it's like any other tune. Like if we swung it, oh god, I'd be killer. You know? Yeah, yeah. 
Because you're rich, counting, can you gone too far? Because you're doing good, doing good, anyway. It'd be great, but not whenever Amber is, is belting. And I'm like, give me some hutzpah. And it's just like, no. There's none. No. There's, no, there's none to be had. Speaking of hutzpah, DS1, that is what he is playing. DS1, nice. And Charlie saying, gotta love that Harlequin finish, but Jared needs to appreciate some Red Sparkle action. Yes, my friend. Uh, he goes on, it is criminal not to especially paired with gold. Oh, Red Sparkle with gold hardware. That is a nice sounding. My, I've told you about this. I think I even mentioned it to you just because. I had the chance, and I'm, even if you said no, I don't care. When you were talking about colors for the Gretsch that you ordered, yeah. the USA uh, USA Custom, yeah, um, the one I've always wanted, and I remember throwing it out that night, just because like, okay, well, I gotta let somebody know, yeah. is like a turquoise sparkle with tur- gold hardware. That combo, something about that, like, and I want to say I saw somebody with a kit like that one time, and I just thought it was the classiest looking thing because the turquoise, depending on the shade, is such a light, pretty color, and then the gold was just like, that's right, homie. I mean, that would be mine. Um, and and now, but now that he's saying that, that's a nice co- uh, combo as well. And I've seen actually gold sparkle paired with gold. I'm sorry, red sparkle paired with gold hardware on a really pretty. Pearl Masterworks, because you know they'll, when they make a Masterworks, they always put the picture up and let you know, look what we just did, blah blah blah. Yeah. And that was one of the prettiest ones I've ever seen. But Charlie is right; you need to respect and start loving this stuff. I think the only way I'll ever accept Red Sparkle is if it is an inlay uh, for like a full dress, and that's only a small diamond. I guess if that's as close as I can I get just, you, I'm just I gonna just, have I to. I don't uh, like red. It's like it. it <laughs> It has to be, like, most of the time, like, shades of red, we're cool. Like, we go pink. I'm cool with pink. Yeah. We go purple. I'm cool with purple. Fuchsia? Fuchsia's cool. We what go about maroon? Like, a maroon, typical maroon. Yeah, a maroon or okay. a burgundy. That's fine. But you just give me red. I love, like, racing red. And actually, David is asking, I think he's talking about the pearl. He's saying, what kit is that behind Jared? If you are referring to the kit on his right, that is my pearl reference in Purple Craze finish. Yeah, purple Craze 1. Yeah. Sorry. Purple Craze 1. That is a 20-inch kick. That is a 10, a 12, and a 14. It's a 20 by 16. I'm sorry. It is a 16 by 20. It is a 12 by 14, which if I could have it my way, it would be a 14 by 14. It is a 8 by 12. Not, I'm sorry, 9 by 12 and an 8 by 10. And it is my favorite drum kit. And there it is again. Oh, I'll actually really show it to you. Ooh, Purple Craze 1. The only thing that sucks about Purple Craze 1 is it cracks and you had to send it back to Pearl. And I didn't know about that. And apparently, I think back in the day, if it had, if it had literally like warranty started cracking, they would replace it. Um, but now we're like well past that. So I've got it. And there are actually cracks in the gloss on the 12, which is fine. I don't care. It's a dope kid. It's a reference. And as long as it doesn't come off, it can crap, you know, crap. It can crack all at once. Yeah. It makes you get that line back up. And fun fact, that used to be my kit. Yes, that was Jared's kit. I got, I traded a Tama Superstar Hyperdrive, a Gretsch Renown, and a crap load of symbols that are the few if i ever 
decide to find that photo and show everyone uh, all I traded in for that kit. It's you'd probably cry at all the stuff that is piled up on the floor. Looking back at it, because I didn't know a lot at the time, I just know that I wanted that kit so bad. But that's what it costs to deal with Guitar Center. Yeah. Yes, they are cool. They will get you the gear you want if you want to do trade, but you're going to have to give them more. It's not, I mean, at the end of the day, let's, let's be honest, that's a business. They cannot take it for what it's worth and pay you a little less. They have to sell it for a little less. So they have to pay you a little less than that. So that's yeah. the only, yes, you can take all you, and they say it, it's, it's not deceiving, but that's just how the way any big business works. They say on the, on the, you know, when you see the ads on YouTube or a TV commercial, it's like, bring in your old gear and get cash for your will, or we'll just take it and give you gear, you know. But they have to make money. They're going to put it up for used prices. So I think when I took all that stuff in, I took in a pile of crap to get a tiny little piece of hardware, uh, a little uh, pocket amp. Like, you know, so I had to trade in a lot of stuff to get that one thing. And, and it doesn't shock me that you had to trade in basically a fortune of stuff to get that one kit. Yeah. And I also didn't know what I was sitting on either. Uh, no, you did not. Stuff. No. Um, there was a artisan crash that got to them a this is charlie will probably murder me um i had a pre-aged k uh that Ooh, yeah naughty naughty yeah it was naughty uh that went to them there was a couple of hhx's that went to them um fusion hats and another set of hi-hats oh god there was a I'll have to find the you photo. have to you have to give them good stuff. That's a bunch of stuff. Um, I'm gonna stop you because we got way off track. Yeah, we're fine. So the, there's the snare that Jarrett got. Beautiful Harlequin finish, and here is the kick. And it's a single tension, and from uh, you can tell that it is not completely original. Uh, those did not have tom mounts. There was no toms for that kit whenever it was made. It was just a two piece combo. Um, now, the bass drum legs, uh, spurs, if you will, are those cheap aftermarket uh, floor tom legs that the guy cut down to fit into the holes, um, which is cool with me. Uh, it, I got a really good deal on the combo from the guy because he was selling them uh, separately, and I was like, well, you cut me a deal if I get them both. Because um, I've, I've always I've been eyeing this kit for a long time, uh, or one of these styled kits, and I wanted the 20-inch bass drum but that's a 22 um but i really don't care because it's still dope and uh, a couple of the guys in the gritch group uh told me that um there's inserts in those uh center lugs so you can just pull those inserts out and then you can just put a uh spring in your uh in your eyelid and it turns into a uh double-sided uh lug so that was very cool. So if I, I have the option, an that's easy cool. option to yeah, very cool. to go through and just make it. If I decide to like be do, be done with it, but I literally got it because of this single tension. Yeah. Um, but that's cool. Just like you said, all you got to do is throw an eyelet in there, and boom, you know, you're set to go. That's uh, so that's a nice matching pair. Let me see if I can uh, switch it to where I can go back and forth. But yeah, that's a nice. Obviously, they're matching. They're both in that super cool finish. Um, and then now. Actually, I have a video. Uh, before you play it, I want to preface that this was like day three of me starting to feel like Oh, yeah. Um, so I, I will, one, I will look terrible. Uh, my hair is disheveled. 
Um, this is when you told me you could play for about 20 minutes, and it, then you had to stop. Yeah. Yeah, so this is shared in a weakened state, and I don't even remember how good the volume or the the quality is. It should be fine. Um, and the volume should be fine. Yeah, let me know if the volume's not fine because I'll probably go back and play it again. Um, but yeah, this is Jarrett just you know just kind of messing around on his little Harlequin setup. So let us know down there how the quality was on that. The volume should have been fine. Um, but, yeah, let us know what you think. Like I said, that was that was a while back. Jarrett still wasn't feeling that great, but he, uh, you know, was getting around on his uh, on his stuff. Yeah, I just, I, like, I've got to show Stephen this. So I kind of sucked it up and uh, did that, and I sent it to Hugh, too. Uh, yeah. Because I knew Hugh would get a kick out of it. And I think but right before I sent it to Brenda, he ended up calling me, and I talked to Hugh for, like, 15 minutes mm -hmm. um he was shocked about what i went through and he thought i was like we won and done and i was like no i'm yeah i'm here you <laughs> it took a minute it took a minute he thought it was cool uh i don't think he mentioned about ever having one or seeing one at the shop yeah uh to my knowledge it's cool man and i i, I thought it's and i love that i just like i like that kick a lot that's a really cool uh little kick once i get that that other head put on i'm gonna be excited how how different it sounds because i wanted it to be that very kind of open kind of sloppy yeah uh, well single roll. tension that's kind of yeah. what you're going for with that kind of kick sound you're not going to get my pearl reference modern yeah you know blicka blicka you're going to be getting a nice open tone uh frank said it sounds great Thank you, Frank. Mark said, you get what you like. I am currently working on three different Rogers holiday shells into a kit. Nice. Uh, picked up a Rogers bass drum and three MIJ Revere drums, selling the MIJs and working on the shells. You are always working, which is cool, man. You always have a nice project. And we've got some stuff coming up from Mark uh, here later in the show. We're going to be catching up on everybody's submissions. And I think that's what I aptly entitled the drum episode today was basically playing catch up um, mark says all in black diamond pearl got them for pennies on the dollar if you checked my instagram you will see them i'll have to go look at that between the hurricane and all of us getting sick and i have a couple of photos he sent me uh yeah on instagram yeah uh because the i was one thing about Rogers that's always baffled me was their stuff can go for, you know, like a fair price, but they're, for some reason, their black diamond pearl is the most inflated. Hmm. I don't know what it is about that finish, but that it's just, it's, it's coveted for some weird reason. Yeah. I don't, I don't know what it is. And, uh, and I was talking to Mark I was like man good luck trying to find some toms and that finish that are in you know decent shape because they're going to be exorbitant I think he said like the bass drum alone uh, for one of them that he saw online was like a thousand yeah <laughs> I was like that's just a kick drum yeah yeah and it's and it's and especially since it's been the holiday the holiday line those were extremely popular and that's the one I would I would get if I ever got a Rogers yeah. would be the holiday series I've seen a lot of the 
concert ones like on uh, Nelson and stuff come up every once in a while. But his 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 kick drum is in really good shape though. Huh. So like if he can find the right uh, Tom to get the mounting hardware, that's gonna be a sweet little kid. Yeah. Well, you know, you just hang out long enough, you usually can find something. It's just gotta be, uh, you know, super patient and wait for the right stuff stuff to come up. But like I said, we've got um, viewer submissions coming up here in just a while. That's basically what we're doing today is playing catch up. Um, anything else? That you, I'm trying to think of that you've gotten since then. Um, whenever I get the hoops in, I'll show off that uh, snare drum. The other snare drum, yeah. I'll the the sky blue pearl. Yeah, yeah. The that six lugger. I'll show that off. Um, but that that one is it's the finish is good. Just those hoops are torn to yeah. pieces, and uh, you can't even tension the snare wires because the the hoops are warped so bad that the head pinches. Yeah, the, the cord from the hoop. Yeah, yeah. So I'm um, just—it's on the rack. It looks pretty. You'll get it. You just gotta, yeah. yeah so take it, your take your time yeah. with it. Obviously, number one. Um, so we'll have that when he gets it all set up. We'll have that um, and get that ready. Uh, myself, obviously, we were talking about it earlier. Uh, I parted with basically. We'll see one, two, three, four. And I'll forget the spirals. And the spiral stacker. I parted with five symbols that went to Jared. It was the stuff out of the Istanbul stuff that he really liked. I kept the traditional looking Exist series, but I wanted to go back and kind of revisit and beef up my oops, uh, Sabian setup, which I did. And I did way more successfully in, what, a month? Yeah, than you have. In uh, 12 years. Yeah. My, I could always find crashes. You know, you can't go wrong with an A, and for me, in my opinion, being a, a, mainly a Sabian player, um, you can't go wrong with an AAX explosion crash. 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, whatever. Um, you can't go with wrong with evolution stuff. It really doesn't matter. Any of that stuff sounds good. Uh, AA, we were just talking about that. You pick an AA medium crash, AA medium thin crash, it's going to sound great. I personally, though... Really never found hi-hats that I liked, like that I loved. I liked, I had 13s and 14s in Evolution, and they were nice hi-hats. They held up. They were, you know, none of them ever broke. That was not even an issue. I mean, typically, to break a Sabian, I think that's one of their strong points being durability. Um, I think it takes a lot. You really have to be bashing on a Sabian and get it to break. But I never was in love. Like, I know you have some stuff that you are just in love with. I was never in love with my hi-hats, and the rest of the stuff I just knew. I could always go pick this out. I could always go grab an AAX this, and it's not a big deal. So that's where, what brought us to the Istanbul, the great Istanbul experiment, which was a success, a success I think, for both of us because I got to get a bunch of stuff just from selling my Sabians, and we basically split that batch. You got the stuff you liked. I got to keep the stuff I like, and I took the money that you gave me and got some hi-hats and a splash. Um, and I have to say, for the first time in a long time, I am so happy with these hi-hats. And we were actually talking about that earlier. Um, as far as the splash I got, if you're familiar with the Sabian Aero Crash, which is basically, it's kind of like an ozone, except it doesn't have the big holes. It has the little quarter size holes, and it has a crap load of them. Which, in the case of the small holes, what's your... What's that long name symbol you have called? Oh, my uh, K Custom um, 
Special Dark Trash Crash. Which is one of the dopest <laughs> sounding crashes I've ever heard from Zildjian and my, because I love those. And that has small holes. Yeah. So I'm thinking like, well, you know, if you kind of use the same formula on a Sabian, it should sound good, right? Wrong. Those arrow crashes sound like big old piles of crap. I've never heard one that sounded good. The 16s sound like piercing shit, and the 18s just sound like shit. So when I was shopping to get a splash, because I have to have a splash. I always like to have a splash. And thinking of like what we were talking about earlier, projection and volume is really what I need in most cases. Um, I started looking at splashes, and of course you have the Evolution Splash, which are great. Everybody loves those. You could get a typical AAX splash. Um, I actually have an Evolution 7-inch, which is a weird... Good job, Dave Weckel, on picking your small splash size being a seven inch. But it's awesome. And I was thinking like, but let's try, you know, let's just try and try something different. So I looked at the videos and ended up coming up with this little guy right here. This is a Sabian AAX Arrow Splash. It is a 10 inch. And of course, the arrow line kind of being defined by the little tiny holes. This symbol is smacks i mean it is so nice it still has a very quick and wispy kind of sound the splash should have in my opinion but it's an arrow with those small holes it really does project and have just i mean just the tiniest bit of trash it's more wispy i think than anything but unlike the air splash or like the really thin evolution splashes it's got some good you know projection to it so like i said i've always hated those arrow crashes but the arrow splash i have to admit sounds really really good um so if you're ever out there and you're looking and you want a good recommendation on a, a typical like 10 inch splash and you play sabian take it from me on a new purchase the arrow is a really good way to go not very expensive um i got mine through sweetwater so of course you know uh, i just financed it and then they got it out to me super quick i'm really you know surprised lately with how quick in the current situation yeah that sweetwater is able to get stuff out um so that was the splash and then obviously we were talking about hi-hats and i i mentioned before i really have never found a pair of sabians that i just was super in love with Jarrett got to see him after last week's podcast. Yeah. You didn't play because you really were still pretty tired. Um, but this is what I ended up with. These are Sabian HHX click hats. And these won the symbol vote years ago. And I guess unlike a lot of those symbol vote winners where you get to pick the model that they put into production, this one was so popular that it actually stuck around because they still, you know, they're still out there. Uh, there's a traditional model and these are the ones I got, which are the brilliant model. And you can see it's kind of like the Meinl Byzant's uh, duo, duo hats. Um, it's got the unlathed hammered center and then on the outside, it's lathe. And, of course, on my model, then they, it's the brilliant finish. These hats are dope. And it's not surprising to me because I think typically anybody can agree, even the people that don't like Sabian, I, most of them that I've had conversations with will admit that HHX is a really good line. And they make, like, anything in that HHX realm typically is a good-sounding symbol. You may not like, you know, 
AAs or you may not like a K custom, but I've never heard anybody say a K sounds bad, like a typical K dark. And same thing, I've never really heard anybody, they're always like, oh yeah, I mean, I don't play Sabian, but HHX is a nice symbol. And I think it's, it's probably one of the better offerings out of all of the lines, as far as like what they've learned over the years since, you know, 19 whatever to now HHX for Sabian is like the best example of this is what we learned over the course of however many hundreds of years and this is us implementing hammering lathing parts not lathed you know the hammering pattern that HHX offers so super happy with, with this that gives me a set of hats so I got a hat I got a splash and I have the artisan crash that I got from you that I never let go which I'm glad I didn't because that's a dope symbol and then Phil had a ride um, AA raw bell dry ride that I had lent him years ago and I, I called him up and I was like hey man you still have that he's like yeah I'm like do you ever use it he's like some, I mean sometimes but he's got that three point ride and he's yeah. got that evolution ride so there's my ride I had a whole set within a couple of weeks you know without really even trying not having to come out of pocket so we're back to Sabian the great Istanbul experience is over I ended up with some of the brighter stuff. Jarrett got some of the more textured stuff. He's back to Zildjian. I'm back to Sabian. The world is right. All things are normal. Wouldn't you say at this point? I would say so, yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, and, and I'm not a big splash guy, but I really enjoy that splash that you got. And uh, and I really like those hats as well. I was telling you, they remind me of the, the K-Session hats. Yeah, they, I mean, they literally do aptly named click. Like, they're very ticky. I mean, granted, they sound nice when you open them and you let them wash a little bit. But they have what I like to hear, which is a, a very pronounced tick, a really good chick when you stomp on it. And I'm not... Even when I do open the hi-hats, even though I don't do it a lot, I don't open them a, a wide amount like a death metal drummer. It's just, it's like a, just enough to get the sizzle out of it. And for that purpose, they really do sing. So I'm really happy with it. If you want any Sabian recommendations, those are two that I've recently come across. Videos will be coming out on them, um, along with all the other crap that I get, get caught up on on this channel. Um, so that is both of our recent goings on yeah um before we get to the viewer submissions jared will you clean us up in the chat um mark says i've already got things in motion so that's exciting so nice to see what's going on with that and then david hookstep says sounds good to me thanks david very nice. Oh, I thought we had more than that. That's all we got right now. Oh, man. All right. Um, well, then we will go ahead and jump into trying to get caught up on our viewer submissions. So let's see what we got. You've got your, um, in the in the photos, or should be all of the um, uh, descriptions for everything. And if you'll just show me which one you need, I'll pull up the first picture for that person. Uh, so the first one I got is Mark. Mark, and this is this the uh, okay. Where is Mark? Mark one. Is that it? Is that the one you? I have that email pulled up. Yes. Yeah. Okay. There you go. Okay. I might not have that pink one. As far as, for some reason, it might not have loaded up here on the, because uh, I only have Mark, yeah, I've got Mark 1 and 3. I think those are the purple kits. So, yeah, just go to the purple kits um, 
uh, description. And this is from Mr. Mark Whitten. This is from multiple weeks ago trying to get caught up. This is his most or his first purchase, uh, not purchase, his first project since we got sick. Howdy. I know I've sent this in before, but I added a few modifications. I covered the base drum head with some cotton fabric and used the same material to have a matching snare, some spray adhesive, and some patience. That's right. I, now I do remember the kit, and I'm, I, I get the point now. He's done the snare, and he's done the kick head. Okay. Uh, my wife, Patty, picked up the fabric. I wanted her to be involved with my drum design. I think the fabric helps in giving a better thump tone. Kind of like a uh, perpetual felt strip. I hope you dig it. <laughs> nice. It's very cool. It uh, definitely reminds me of when R. David R. did the uh, the flannel, the corn sack, and the uh, the pizza fabric uh, resonant heads for those kits and his. What I like, like thinking about how it looked originally, I like because now it seems like the parts that he did on the you know on the front of the kick there and on the snare, it makes the other purple parts pop even more. Yeah. As opposed to just, I don't remember what he had, if he had a white head or if he had a black I think head. it was just a black head. Um, so I think it, you know, obviously because it's complementing colors, um, it makes it pop even more. I think it came out really nice. And there's the snare. And I really, like, just especially because it's so much bigger, I really like the way that the the front of the kick head came out. I'm a big fan. It reminds me of, uh, like, those... Uh, those like cream savers whatever yeah, but yeah. <laughs> he's got a super swirl going on yeah and you can see it even yeah even more pronounced there on the snare i like it i think it came out really nice and of course like it always comes out really clean when mark does it like you can tell he takes his time um dependent of i don't know what spray adhesive he's using um i've personally never had good luck with spray adhesives i don't know if i'm buying the wrong one if I'm not buying the Gorilla Glue when I bought Elmer's or whatever I bought. Um, so Mark or anybody really that's familiar with that, let us know in the chat. Like, what do you use for spray adhesive or something, whatever you use when you're trying to apply something like that. Um, so anyway, there is Mark's way old post that we have been trying to catch up on. And um, I've got I've got your other stuff, Mark. And as the weeks come along, we'll uh, post the other ones. I don't know why, for some reason, I put your pink kit that you sent in. Uh, I forget what he called it. Did he call it the marshmallow or he called it the, the cream puff? Or, uh, um, but I had the picture for that. And for some reason, it won't pull up here. Um, I need to go back through this and make sure that it's all set up right. Uh, but I'll get to that. And as the week's gone, we'll get all the rest of the um, the stuff caught up. So thank you, Mark, for sending that in. Good looking as usual. And the next, what, uh, what is the next one you need? Uh, we can do, uh, do Breslow. Okay. Mr. Josh Breslow right there. Okay. All right. We got hello again, friends. Today I am sharing the map kit. This is my go-to rock kit for my band, the Watchbirds. It is the largest kit I've put together and one of the only sets that I have not cut down the kick drum down. All these maps represent places I've been throughout my travels. Some of the places include New York City subway map, since I'm a native New Yorker. Um, Israel, Pennsylvania, New York, and New Jersey. Drum sizes are 16 by 22, uh, 6 by 8 tom, a 6 by 12 rack, 11 by 14 floor, and a 7 by 26 floor tom. This set also includes a custom wrapped snare drum. Thanks again, Josh. 
and as usual, super clean job. Uh, yet another uh, theme that we haven't. It seems like you know he's he never comes close to repeating a theme. Is that that's not sonar, is it? Is that what that looks like on that? Uh, I don't. I don't think that's a sonar. I mean, I see. I know they're not matching, but that, that I swore that was a sonar. Um, uh, but if, if it would have been a sonar from that time, it would have had that really huge clunky. Oh, okay. Uh, Tom mount. But yes, he is number one, right? This is the largest kit we've seen from him. Yeah. Thus far, that's the most. And if I've I seen. go to the picture of the cowbell, you can see how clean of a job he freaking did. Look at that cowbell, like all the way up to the edges, nice and wrapped around. You can see the hoop inlay, the top of the bass drum, and the side of the tom. Really, really clean job, um, as I would expect from the bespoke drummer himself. And there's an interior shot of more of the locations that he laid out. And where's the top one? There we go. So like I said, yeah, definitely the biggest one that we've seen from him thus far. Super cool. I really like that a lot, Josh. And like it's all the the cohesiveness of the themes are always really nice. Because my favorite part about having Mark and Breslow is I like weird finishes. And I like all the weird, crazy sparkles and funky swirls and stuff that Mark has. And then I like how uh, Josh has like a... Like there's a theme. Yeah, right? always is a story. Yeah, that he's trying to tell. Yeah, like you said, both of them, very always, always do a clean job. If I were doing it, I'd probably screw it up. Um, but again, another home run for Josh. Uh, did he say what this was for himself, or did he say? Yeah, this for his band, the Watchbirds. Okay, I don't always hear the descriptions because I'm trying to fiddle with the photos. But yeah, um, another. Cool and another cool theme from Mr. Josh Breslow. So thank you, Josh, for sending that in. I want to give you big props, uh, Josh, for also being one of the few who have the uh, ride symbol mount uh, attached to the kick drum. Oh for, yeah, I, nice. I love it. Always a always a big fave of mine. <laughs> I don't care what anyone says. Hey, it saves a stand. God, it less does. that you have to carry around. Got to be careful though. I did learn the other day uh, the maximum size that mine can handle. Uh, on the Ajax kit can handle uh, takes a twenty two like a champ. If you are ginger, <laughs> you get a little aggressive with that uh, that twenty two medium, and it gets a little. Yeah, it's a little, but that but that mount's cool because you can tie it from two different size sides. Yeah, yeah, which is, which is good. Else? And I think even on the one I had, I put memory locks on both sides, like the because yeah, I was just using like a tom mount that I had, and so I just took the whatever brand that was, and literally on both sides of that rod, on both sides of the uh, the lug or you know the mount, um, so it would never you know never. But like you said, doesn't matter if you get it up too high with a big symbol on it. Then it starts to sway in the breeze, yeah. and that's a, that's a no-no. No, because the last thing you want is that to either go <laughs> down to the right or onto anything to the left. Yeah, no, definitely definitely not. But yeah, I love it when I see those, because like I said, from the way I look at things, that is saving a stand that you do not have to bring out with you. So again, thank you to Mr. Mark Whitten, and now thank you to Josh Breslow for that entry. And what else do we have Jared, we got. Um, I guess we'll go to Malone since his okay. was inspired by the boys. All right. So we'll, here we go. From Mr. Mike Malone, we got. Hey, Stephen. Here's my submission for the week. I wanted to uh, pair in the submission with the release of the project video on my YouTube channel, 
So if anyone enjoys a little glimpse here, they can head on over to the channel and watch the full build demo video I released on Monday. That is Mike Malone. If you just search Mike Malone drums on YouTube, you will find him. Uh, anyways, to summarize, this was a cheap import steel snare by the brand Mark II. And I took it and wrapped it in an aluminum roof flashing. The backside of the flashing was a bronze brass color, as you can see. And I believe that's better for the adhesive purposes, question mark. Um, either way, I hand hammered with a ball peen hammer to get the appearance of a high-end hand hammered brass drums. I was inspired by Mark Whitman to do this project, and he did it a while back and shared it on a Facebook drum group. So it's a full booted drums legacy affair. <laughs> <laughs> Give a shout out to the show, the video too. <laughs> well, number one, shout out. See, the, there you go, Mark. You are inspiring people left and right on this show, and you are right. Mike, that is definitely a legacy affair, but a, and I remember watching this video and I was so interested, like, you know, some videos you watch, it's normal to tune out if, if, if it starts dragging, I do it. Yeah. I've done it in my videos. I can tell there's parts of my videos just like, yeah, this would be somebody when somebody looks away. That video was so fun to watch and so interesting. I remember I was, it was in the morning and I was having my coffee and I was just like, Yeah. And then what'd you do, Mike? Yeah. <laughs> oh, and then and now we're going to ha- It was so fun. That was a really fun video. And you can, you can see it actually came out pretty cool. My favorite part um, was trying to figure out what he's going to do for the uh, adhesive debacle that he had. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was like, I don't know what he's going to do with that. I was like, cause I couldn't think of anything off the top of my head. As, I mean, as I'm watching the video head on, I'm like, well, what, what's he, what's he going to do now? Uh, so we we both enjoyed it and i enjoyed that episode and like i said go on youtube type in mike malone drums you'll find his channel he puts up cool videos left and right he has a nice steady production schedule so there's always a new video to come look forward to unlike me who has been you know befallen for the past year where i can't get a regular video out i can only do these live videos Um, but go search mike malone you can find his channel and he puts out cool stuff continue as you can see, little projects, you know, like this right here. Um, we got Charlie in the chat saying, glad to hear you're back to Sabian. I never really left. I'm like I said, I'm always just comfortable enough with the brands I have played for a long time. It doesn't bother me to get rid of certain pieces because like I said I can always go find an AX explosion crash. I always know that I can grab a HH or a AA raw bell dry ride. It's going to be fine. Or I can always, so it wasn't a big deal. And I really did want to try the, uh, the Istanbul and I'm really happy with the way it worked out. Um, the only thing I'm not really able to do is because I do have so much invested in everything else. I don't have the money probably like Jared and most of us to go buy a full set of Istanbul green label, you know, 30th anniversary signature series. It's just, it's a lot. And, I know you'd agree. Those are the symbols you do want to pick out by hand. You don't want to be ordering those from no. Sweetwater. Nothing against Sweet, and it's, it really has nothing to do with Sweetwater. Yes, can I order a 10-inch arrow splash that I know what it's going to sound like or an AAX crash? No problem. Can I order a $559 pair of hi-hats that are all going to sound different? That's when you have to go to Memphis yeah. or you have to go to Forks. I took a little gamble when I got my K Constantinople's. Um, and then me not double checking the sizes and telling the guy exactly what I wanted. Um, I got two twenty twos instead of a twenty and a twenty two. 
which is I'll take that on me. But I, I've ended up loving all three of those rides I have now. But I mean, I think um, we can all understand that, like sometimes things you do want to try out, you know, you, it's a big investment. And so, like I said, I never really there was the artisan crash. And there was my legacy ride. Two pieces I knew I wasn't going to get rid of, and I could always use in another setup, which I'm using the Artisan Crash now. Um, so it was a fun experiment, and I do love, I really do like my Istanbul Exists. He likes the dry, dark stuff, so it worked out for everybody. And now I get to experiment with a whole new set of Sabians, stuff I've never played with. Um, Charlie actually goes on to say that he just bought another set of 13-inch AA regular hats because one set is not enough. Uh, these ones being super early Sabian compared to others from the 90s, which I want to do too, Charlie. I really want to start investigating and possibly looking at purchasing early Sabian and like he's saying pre 90 stuff which is technically called hollow logo um, because they just literally did have a hollow stamp logo you can find them and they're not terribly expensive but I'm with you Charlie I really want to try out some super early Sabians but yeah back with Sabian and I get to now experiment with models I've never really played with um, the hats being something I've never played the arrow splash being something I've never played and whatever right side crash I end up going with I'm not going to buy the ozone that I always buy. Um, I might buy a smaller ozone or I might buy an evolution crack. You know, I'll buy something different that's not necessarily um, the same thing. Charlie, I would love to hear if you have the time in your busy schedule. Um, give us a little short video of you playing those hi-hats. I would be very interested to see, you know, what those sound like. Um, he also says something about the model of hats just works for me. The 80s ones are, uh, I'm sorry, the 80s ones are definitely favorites at home and in the, or in the studio and live. Heavier with the other set with tons of chick and articulation, which is exactly what I got out of the HHXs, the click hats that I just got. Great chick, lots of projection. You're going to hear them. Um, so... You know, Sabian boys, what's up? And if anyone, uh, they're still doing it because I checked it the other day. Um, Memphis Drum Shop still has their massive Sabian disco going on still. Really? Yeah, they still have their the heavily discounted discontinued. Oh yeah, okay. Uh, they still have that going on. So nice. I nice. mean, a, a good chunk of the stuff is gone, but there's some cool stuff like it. They have the. I always like the New Orleans ride. Yeah. They got a couple of those, and New Orleans crashes and stuff up, too. Um, they got some old AA stuff. And some of it's, like, standard model stuff, but it's before the rework. So it's yeah. just the old, big-lettered. Because what I really wanted uh, to try to find was not a raw bell, but the AA raw ride. Yeah, so I know what you're talking about. That was a dirty little, yeah. Yeah. It's a foxy. I was going to say a bad word. I mean, I, I kind of say shit and ass sometimes, but I was about to drop a really bad word. That's a... It's a saucy a, little a, mix. That's a dark... Yeah. Like, seriously. Yeah. Um, uh, and actually, kind of back to Charlie, um, besides, you know, sending... If, I definitely send that video, and I would love to hear that. I don't know if you're aware of this, Charlie, or if you've ever heard of this, but when I was looking for those hats and kind of looking for videos on that Arrow Splash... I came across a video for a Sabian HH sound control crash. Never heard of that. Apparently, it was either like maybe like early 90s, maybe not 
closer to 2000, but kind of closer towards 90. Um, Charlie, have you ever heard of an HH sound control crash? I can find very few pieces. It's like a 15 inch crash, maybe like a 17 inch crash, but apparently they're like the kitties titties of like old Sabian that they just don't make anymore. Um, so that's kind of for you, Charlie. I don't know if you've ever heard of that. If not, it might be something worth looking into because it's all used stuff if you can even find one. But apparently, like I said, they're the bee's knees for like older models of Sabian. I'm going to say how many times I can drop one of those in before I finish this thought. Um, so, uh, you know, let me know if you have, Charlie. If not, it might be something you might, you know, uh, want to look into. Um, so cool to hear about your new purchase, but definitely send us a video. I would like to hear about that. Um, I think Mark is telling us. Yeah. Helmets spray adhesive. I guess helmets is the brand. I've never seen that. I always have the typical Walmart choices. Yeah. Gorilla, Elmer's, 3M. Uh, I can't think of. The, I think that's it. Loctite might have a spray yeah. glue. And they all suck. Like none of them seem to work really well. So I'll have to look that up later. Oh, <laughs> he misspelled it. Elmer's. Oh. <laughs> Everybody go buy helmets. No, so yeah. Elmer's. See, I have Elmer's, Elmer's and it. It, and it, granted, I know that they all make different levels and different types. I might have gotten the wrong one, but I didn't have good luck with that. Um, but were you using an activator, Stephen? I don't know, Jared. Jesus, who knows what this is? This is all done at two o'clock in the morning in my workshop. I'm not, I'm not really paying attention to anything. I'm just working. I learned that the other morning. <laughs> activators for your super glues and things. Yeah, I do, I do know about that, and only because. Uh, I think like resin tables and stuff like that. I kind of, I kind of learned about the activator. Um, so where were we? Uh, we got one last submission. Oh, we did Mike. Did Mike. Okay. Well, thank you, Mike. Oh, that's right. The the snare drum. So, Oh, did Mike even let us know what he used? Jumping in late. Glad to see you fellows back and in the chat on the screen. We are glad you are here. We were actually asking, I want to say before you got here, what you ended up using for the adhesive on, do I still have his snare drum up? Yeah, on the uh, on the snare drum project you made. We were wondering what spray adhesive you used to get that done. Because I've never had good luck with spray adhesive, and apparently you did. Now Mark is saying the Elmers. Uh, so let us know down in the chat what you used. Um, so like I said, thank you to Mike for sending that in. You can catch that video on his YouTube channel. Just go search Mike Malone Drums. And then I believe the last person we have is Mr. Frank. That is correct. Oh, and not only that, happy day, Frank. Your sticker is in the mail. Jarrett can witness it. Jarrett? I, I did witness it. I did see it. We uh, dropped it off today. It is in the hands of the U.S. Postal Service. So neither sleet nor rain nor wind will stop them from delivering your sticker, which you should receive probably sometime early next week. Um, so, yes, this is our... Where is it? There it is. There is our submission from Mr. Frank. Chianciarulo, please give us the description, Jared. We've got Gretz Renown and New Closet Snare. we got great to see you guys back at the podcast. pause you real quick. I don't know if y'all noticed that Jared just became an 80-year-old <laughs> New Orleans musician. Now we got a New Classic Snare. <laughs> we got a Gretz Brooklyn. What are you doing? Are, are you rolling on the river over there? 
Yeah, <laughs> before the before the tempo change. There you go. All right. I'm rolling on the river. Um, glad to see you guys back on the podcast. I'm glad you are feeling better. Here's my renowned kit that I mentioned during the podcast. I just added a 10-inch tom, um, which I have set up in the second position. I've played a little. I played a lot of drummers over the last uh, 45 years, but these are among my favorite. Um, they are full and powerful, and I love the way they sing. Also, including a picture of my new classic special edition snare. All the best, Frank. There is the snare drum. And that's cool. I, I know Mike has the, I guess it's a gold sparkle one, and then he has, I think he still has the black one. He would probably yell at me for not keeping up with it as much as we talk Gretsch drums to each other. Um, but I know he has... He should have two of his new classic snare drums. They sound great. I know this one's going to be. And it looks weird. I like the the maple on, uh, or the sparkle inlay on the maple. Yeah, I do. That inlay band is real nice. And even though earlier in the discussion I said I absolutely hate black drum sets, I have to admit that is one snappy looking kit. It's classy, man. Yeah, it really is. And I love the, uh, the tom mount on that series. It did a really good job. Uh, reworking their hardware for the Renowns and Catalinas, I believe, compared to what it used to be, because those mounts kind of sucked. Um, no, I'll, I'll be having the larger one that you don't like when I get my USAs in. Oh, that's right. The yeah. big uh, the unruly big... post of death. Yeah, it's going to weigh like 15 With a pounds. turret on each side to flank the drums. <laughs> um, so like I said, uh, I... Even though it's not my favorite color, that's a classy looking set. What are the size? What was that? 20, 10, 12, 14, 16? No, it's an 18, dog. 18, yeah. 10, 12, 14, 16. So what is he basically playing? So he's playing uh, 10, 10, 12, 14, 18 with a 14 snare. Yeah. And, yeah. I thought you said, oh, no, you were telling him to get yeah. the 16. Yeah, he's got a 16, so he has like, the Elvin Jones nice. thing going on. So he has the 10, 12, 14, 16, 18 with the, with the snare drum. No, that, I, that would be a super dope setup uh, if you got the 16. I don't even care if you play it or not, just to have it back there. It looks cool. I like it. And then you pair it up with that really pretty snare, and you got a nice setup. Look at those beautiful die-cast hoops sitting there on the top. All about die-cast. All about die-cast. I am not a peasant. I will always play die-cast. Um, and then, like I said, I really dig how, like you said, how they've reworked the hardware on the uh, on that series, and it's kind of basically, what, clamped down or thinner than uh, the wider spread on the typical ones. Yeah. Um, so I like it. It's a That's a nice setup. I'm glad you got a nice little Gretsch kit there to work with. Um, and if you ever get a chance, please send us, you know, a little short video of you playing it. That would be awesome. Um, so I think that was the last. So thank you to Frank for sending that in. Frank, your sticker is on the way, buddy. You should be receiving that fairly soon. Um of course, Mark giving the compliments out. Josh does a great job. And, oh, yeah, there's David giving Josh a little love. The Matt Kip 
is awesome. Frank says, check out Mike's video. Very cool. I totally agree with you, Frank. Mike already mentioned that. He was jumping in late. Uh, did he give me an answer? Some sort of spray adhesive, probably the extreme strength Loctite. But if I could do it again, I'd use contact. That's probably, you're probably right on that because I've never wanted to go the extreme route of getting the contact cement because don't you have to put that on with like a paintbrush? Like you have to literally paint it on? I believe so. Yeah. I know I had a cement type stuff when I was younger. I'd use, and you had a, it came with a brush. Yeah. It was in a glass jar. I don't know if it's the same way for contact cement, but I imagine it's the same. It smells like alcohol, real thick. Um, oh, yeah. It's potent stuff. Like yeah. that's, if it's what, if it's the same stuff as I remember, it's almost like model glue, which I mean, you can get high off of just building a model and not realize that the room is filled up with that, you know, that little tube of orange, uh, that little orange tube of glue. Like you, it really, I remember as a kid, like be putting a model together and then my dad would like come into the room to check on me. And it's like, why do you have the door closed? It's like nothing but fumes in here. And you probably don't even realize you have like a headache or something. Um, so he's probably right. But I just remember just like when building models, it's always messy when you have to get a paintbrush out or. Well, <laughs> well here's the thing. I'm going to get a little nerdy and sidetrack from it. The new glue they use for models um, is dope. It's a, uh, I have it for my my gunpla. It's it might be helpful for anyone out here who does anything, you know, before you guys build and stuff with your drums using anything plastic. Yeah. Um, the way it works, I think it might be just be specific specific for that particular type of plastic. But the way it works, it's 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 pretty expensive. It's like twenty or thirty bucks a jar, and they're they're pretty small. Um, but the what what happens is when you take it. You put it on and it dries really quick. But you, when you put it on your uh, your plastic piece, you put your other one on the other side, dab it up a little bit, and you put them together, and it basically gets hot and melts the two. Uh, I gotcha. And then it forms together, and that way you don't have any seam lines when you click your pieces together. Uh, I gotcha. And all you gotta do is just sand it down a little bit. Yeah. And then boom, it looks like it's one solid chunk. Well, there you go. And obviously that's why he had to use some, or he wants to use something, you know next time as strong as contacts in because I don't know if I'm just not doing it wrong or whatever. I've never had good luck with. I want to say I bought Elmer's and Loctite. I've never tried Gorilla Glue and I've never tried like 3M because that was always the most expensive one. Um, Charlie actually kind of answered me from earlier on the HH sound control. He said the sound control had the flange edge, I believe. Stupidly rare, as you say, similar to the Zildjian flange hats crashes of the early 60s. Um, so like I said, it's something I'm interested in because I heard a couple of videos and they sounded really good. And then also, like he's saying, it's really hard to find Sabian vintage stuff because it's Sabian's not as old, obviously, as yeah. Zildjian. And... It's just really hard to find that hollow logo stuff, really good condition stuff, and then these sound control crashes. Um, so I'm going to keep my eye out. If you see anything, Charlie, you let me know. Uh, Mike already told us what he was using for the spray adhesive, and then Frank is saying, just to mention, the center mount on the Renown kit is a Gibraltar. The original kit came with the single mount, so I had to get a second center post. Ah. <laughs> ah. ah, well, still a very snappy looking kit. We are very glad that you sent that in to us. Um, so that wraps up everybody's submissions for the week. That catches us up on all of our recent shenanigans. And like I said, barring any other stupid crap happening, we should be here 
same time for quite a while. I don't think I'm going anywhere. Um, most of my big, the AJ's gig, uh, not AJ's, the hangout gig is done because their summer is basically over. They kind of cut um, their entertainment down to like one or two nights really early in the season, basically, because they literally live on in Orange Beach and Gulf Shores off of nothing but tourists. There's hardly any people there that are not tourists. You know, that's yeah. not a very big city. Um, so, uh, really won't have any more outside gigs um, for the summer. Um, you were kind of mentioning it, and I think it's probably worth mentioning just, you know, to anybody else that may have had the same thing. You know, since being sick, basically both of us <laughs> have been weakened considerably. Even though I've been playing, I can tell. And I told Dakota the other night, I was like, because he's like, well, you know, so like, when are you getting fatigued? I was like, here's a really good, you'll, you'll pick it up instantly. Just when we're playing, just listen. And if you hear me playing eighth notes, one and two and three and four and one, and you hear me switch to quarter notes all of a sudden, like in the middle of a song, and it's obviously not part of the song, it's very, that's like usually when I'm like, I'm starting to get a little fatigued and I literally, which I, on a lot of those dance tunes, I'm really hardly ever playing quarters on the hats. It's usually dance eighths and it's rare for me to do that. But a lot lately I have lightened up on not how hard I'm hitting, but at what, how much I'm doing with my kick foot. And then like, I have to back off a lot of times on like really fast songs and go down to quarters because I don't think my arms were as bad, even though I have lost strength in the arms. The legs were real bad. Like, yeah, my legs are, are are terrible right now. Yeah, um, and and I think, and I remember way back at the beginning of all this, you know, back in 2020, a guy that was from New York that was an upright bass player had posted a video, I think, on Instagram Reels, and he was documenting since becoming sick and then getting better, the strength workouts that he had to do just to get back to square one not even what level we all might have been at before um you were practicing a good bit yeah i was practicing two a days for what three or four months um and starting to make what i finally slowly thought was some good progress and then now it's just like back to basic pad workouts just getting strength up to do like singles yeah you know and and of course you've had it even worse um how long do you think you can play at this point if you had to sit down and play i could probably add another like 10 minutes on maybe so about a half an hour yeah half an hour yeah after i've done kaputs and like i said it's 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 definitely so what i'm thinking about doing is possibly doing a series of videos like maybe once a month just a short video saying okay this is one month after being sick, which would be about right now, really, uh, like maybe a week ago. Uh, this is two months after being sick. And then kind of show what it's taken me personally to get back because there's no way I'm as strong as I was uh, before. And and it does it definitely does show my play. And there's some songs that I've like, not purposefully, but just naturally have slowed down because I'm like, I feel like I'm dragging. Used to never have that problem. Um, and it'll be interesting to see, you know, kind of how you fare the first time you come back to the juke on a Sunday, just to see how you handle being back in a, like a real live playing yeah. situation, energy wise. Cause I've, what I've been doing is that since I've been getting tired, um, easily, I've been playing songs extremely bare boned and trying to 
do as little but as much as possible if that makes sense yeah um like there's a a couple of tunes i've been playing to um there's a track called casio by a band called jungle um and the the drum part he just bangs quarters the entire time until the last um two choruses and then he does 16ths um, but besides that, it's just it's four on the floor, two and four, and then quarter notes on the hi hat. Yeah. Um, but I've been trying to do play along with that and trying to keep my quarter notes as solid and as locked in as possible. Yeah. So I mean, no matter what happens, I know that my my quarter notes are locked in. I know, yeah. I don't have to have anything subdividing to, you know, to make sure it's even. And I've and I've been playing stuff like that, and then I've gotten into like you know older. Um, like seventies, like uh, R and B tunes or soul tunes. Mm-hmm. That's that same kind of premise, you know. Yeah. The Motown stuff, you know. It's just you keep it real open, but it just it is it is locked. But in. it is locked in. And I've just been kind of drilling stuff like that to one get used to playing again, and then two um, solidify my time more because I saw this Instagram reel where it was like, um, it's like I'm going to give you four beats, and then on beat four of the third bar, clap. And I was like, oh, this is easy. You know, I've, I've, I haven't done anything with yeah. a metronome in, in a month. <laughs> I was like, this should, this should come like, like cake. You know, this is easy. It's like, what's what I've been doing for the past 11 years. He said, all right, here we go. One, two, three, four. And then it's actually like a whole nother like beat and a half it's then him and the guy doing the duet actually hits the yeah beat four and i was like there's no way i'm gonna beat off like a whole like a whole <laughs> uh quarter and a half note off i mean a quarter and eighth note off and so me being upset i flicked it up with the back down started over again i was like screw you you're wrong i'm right and there's no way dumb guitar players so i did it again <laughs> and then i counted and i got closer and i was like this is not right so i flicked it and then and by the fourth try, I got it on like the sixteenth note of beat four. Yeah, I just gave up. I was like, "This is, <laughs> this is aggravating." I was like, there's no way that I've I've literally lost like my sense of time in a month. But I was, but I was like, at that point, I was tired of like, yeah, just just. Well, that's count. what you're saying. It doesn't yeah. even matter what is or what is not. At that point, now you're fatigued. Yeah, I'm like, Jesus, this is miserable. It's a real thing. I don't know if anybody out there has experienced kind of the same thing if they've had the misfortune of getting sick this season. Um, if you've had, you know, kind of anything like that happen to you uh, or if you're on the same kind of road to getting back to where you are, you know, let us know down there in the chat. But, yeah, it's a real thing, and it's going to take – I mean, I thought I'd be, I told you, I was like, I'm going to be blazing at this point during the summer. I've been working so hard. I was really excited. I, you know, motivated for the first time in a couple of years and not that I'm unmotivated now. I just don't have the chutzpah. Yeah. You know, it's just not like the tank has a little bit of gas in it, but it's like, I'm that dude that's like, I'll take six fifty on pump eight and you're like $6 and 50 cents. Like. That's all I got, man. Yeah. You know, the next time I pull into the gas station, it's like, all right, here's eight on pump two. You know, like I can never put the 40 in to get my, you know, now granted, like I did tell you, I woke up today and felt a lot better than, I mean, I felt fine, but like really normal. No. Yeah. But today I woke up and I felt like 95% like completely normal. I was like, wow, I can hear. I don't have any kind of congestion. Um, I feel like I've got a little bit of energy, which, you know, I didn't. Didn't lay down a day, take a nap or anything. So um, it's getting better, 
but uh, I, I think it's kind of that's the thing is it's 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 a long road. Like I was telling you yesterday, I, you know, got up went to uh, Pearl and dropped that stuff off for Swindle and got to chat with him and look at the kits he's working on and uh, get the rest of my hard work for him to finish that Bob kit for me and then went to Mississippi Music, got those heads, and then when I got done with that, I I just sit in the car for thirty minutes to like catch my breath, like out of nowhere, just like hit me it's like you are not ready to drive home yet yeah, I, just, really. I just sat there with the ac on just like all right i'm gonna put on uh i'm gonna put on alex g and listen to some indie rock for a minute some some indie bedroom pop and just kind of chill for a minute hopefully they don't like walk outside and like what are you still doing here but like i'm just taking it easy man. yeah so i'm just i'm, I'm, just, I'm just, an old man then just trying to you know gather my senses my mom did ask me yesterday um if i've had uh what you call it, like foggy, foggy thoughts or something? She yeah. said that uh, that that's been a side effect of some folks have been having is like, yeah, you just you have moments of like fogginess, you, yeah. You don't even know what's going on. You're just like, what was I doing? Yeah, what is this? I was like, that's scary to me because I, I immediately go like, well, what if I'm driving or what if I'm doing this? True. And it's like, and I just my body just stops like just resets mm-hmm. like no idea that just you know come to how i don't know how long later i'm like in the middle of the interstate like going 85 you yeah. know um, well like i said it's it's definitely going to be a an extended recovery it's not something that two weeks later you're done you know and and i would highly you know stress to anybody out there just to be careful because you're taking it from two drummers right here that really took significant physical diminishment from yeah. from getting sick and it's going to be um, at least for me, I, I would imagine if I was being conservative just to get strength back up, not to make any progress, just to get back to one would be Christmas for me, you know, getting toward the end of the year and then be like, wow, I feel like I'm at least back to the zero where I can get back into the same practice routine I was in before. Yeah, I'm I, I kind of project myself probably around the same thing with you just to get my like, yeah, to like my breathing to be like 100 percent just to be you. Yeah, because. You, you you see me today, and then yeah. I met like earlier while we're doing this. Last um, week was bad. Today is two hundred percent better. But you can still I see when you get a little winded sometimes. Yeah. So you know, like I said, everybody out there, you know, in regards to that, that will not be named. Please stay safe. Um, Frank actually had sent something in. I don't know how long ago it was now, but it was a great point. Um, and so I'm going to read his comments here. He said. Just to mention, oh, that's the center mount. Yeah. Uh, I sent you an email during the week containing a link to a YouTube video stating a very well-known music store was recently bought out by an investment company. And if he's, if I'm not incorrect, he's referring to Sweetwater. Um, he then goes on to say, I saw something on a Facebook stating that this was not true. I wanted to mention it just in case you were going to mention it on the podcast. Um, I don't know as far as confirmed reports about what's happening with Sweetwater. What I would say, and this would make, you can watch companies kind of do this a lot. It would make financial sense. Let's be honest. Guitar Center is no more. They are so far in debt that a lot of these big retailers that really do count on Guitar Center being like probably 50% of their total sales, some of those vendors will not sell to Guitar Center anymore because they owe them so much money. And Guitar Center has been restructured how many times now? Like three or four? I think it's three. So now they're on the next one. And and whoever, you know, these big investment firms or 
you know, companies that come in and do this, they know what they're getting and they know that they have to do something different to try to recoup losses. So I would say Guitar Center is not your best bet at this point. What your best bet probably is, is Sweetwater. It's a really strong company. That dude has a big hand in it. He does a great job. The guy that founded it. I just ordered that arrow splash from them and I ordered it on a Monday and I had it by Thursday. So just two days shipping all the way from uh, Indiana yeah. to Mississippi. <clears throat> Was not expecting it till the weekend. So even in the current situation where it's hard to get stuff shipped out, I ordered a set of 42-strand snare wires and a pair of 5A sticks from Vic Firth. Both shipped and sold by Amazon, both Prime. That means I should have them in two days. It's going to end up taking them. I think they're scheduled to be delivered next week, so that would be like 10 days. Yeah. So Amazon's even having problems getting stuff shipped out. Sweetwater has got it. On lock. I don't know who they're dealing with for their supply chain, but whatever they've got going on, it's awesome. They, they don't need to mess it up because they're thumping and pumping right now. Like, yeah, let us know in the chat if you've ever bought something from Sweetwater and what experiences you've had, good or bad. But my point with all that being is they have become the major main retailer. They offer great financing. They have big events like Sweetwater Days and the 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 fest, the Sweetwater Fest or whatever yeah. it's called. They do all kinds of they have great media presence as far as YouTube videos, podcasts, all the stuff that they put out, all the gear reviews, all the the, the showcases. Um, and they have just about everything. They don't carry everything as far as brands. They have the the main brands you need. Uh, they might have not and they might have the niche brands. Like they don't have Istanbul and they don't have Bosphorus and they don't have, you know, some of the cooler hidden brands but they have pearl tama dw sabian zildjian minel you know they have all the big stuff so let me know what you've had as far as experiences with them but what's going to happen is is they are going to get to a point where they become so big that they really do have to expand their business and i mean by leaps not just well we're going to step up the where they, they're going to have to get really big really quickly and then at that point they probably will have to have outside financing i don't think that's necessarily a bad thing because the difference between guitar center and sweetwater is guitar center sucks and their business has been failing forever now if you were in the position of sweetwater your your business has been booming because they're they just they sell what they need to sell they sell the core stuff and they do a good job at it if you were to invest in them you wouldn't have to come to the table barking like all these demands like you have to check because it's a good business yeah you would just literally be investing in the fact that they're going to grow and i think that they're going to grow and i think they're probably going to become you know within the next five to ten years the the main music retailer for obviously the united states canada and mexico but then probably you know if they could become big enough to you know service other parts of the world yeah if they get hit the international market that'd be insane um i know a cool thing that would be if for them to be able to possibly do they've probably thought about it um is to if they're gonna do any more like brick and mortar stores besides their one they do have their one big one would be in like big hubs, like put a one, like put a yeah. Sweetwater in Nashville, put a one in Texas, yeah, and then one in L.A. and L one in L.A. or you know, East Coast, West Coast, and a couple maybe a few points in the center. Yeah, and then you know, 
call it that, and that'd be your that's like that'd be their whole thing. And strategically, they're positioned awesomely for the home base because that Indiana Indianapolis is basically in the center of the country. Yeah, you know, literally center as far as north and south, and center as far as east coast and west coast. So they can always reach everybody equally from there. Yeah, and I think that if they were to do, and their brick and mortar wouldn't have to be. You know, exaggerated. I'd believe that that probably, you know, something substantial would be yeah. fine. But like, you know, they just keep what's the most popular, what's always moving. I would imagine would just be at those places. Um, now, the only downside with, with everything going on is that I would think it would be very tough for them to keep up with demand. I'm sure it is. Just, just with the just with getting what, stuff in. Yeah, with what's going on. I mean, price of wood is going up so i mean that anything that's going to go up i know uh certain drum companies and stuff i've seen out there having a hard time just getting materials in to make the stuff for orders much less than they're having trouble with the amount of staff they have to make the stuff they need to make and then after that there's enough you know want in the delivery business that can you get you know so it's like every step you're getting stopped your supply, okay. Well, then, the, then the people that work for you won't have enough of those. Now, there's not enough deliveries to get it out to every part of the country and the world, you know. So it's it's very tough for them, um, but they're they're handling it great because I've yeah. still not had a bad experience, and I'm constantly buying from Sweetwater. I bought what have I bought? I bought that SKB case race recently. I bought the practice pad, no problems with either of those. I bought the splash. I bought. Those snares for the 16-inch snare, mm-hmm. those came from, never had a problem. Um, so I think, and, and like I said, whether it's true or not that they're being invested in, I really don't don't care. I think that it, it would behoove them if they do feel like they're big enough and they need that. It's probably just a good thing because, like I said, I wouldn't be afraid of the investment company ruining the business because they're not buying into a failing business. They're buying into a thriving or at least a nice positive business. Yeah, I would expect them that if they got to do if you know if the deal was gonna be a, a possible merger with whoever yeah, it's over. It'd be a, it'd be a good over, thing. Yeah. I just the only thing I don't know how it would be is if they would end up being how much of a I don't know how much depends on I don't know. How much their market share would end up being? Yeah. Well, like I said, that's because if, if their market share end up being extremely high, of just like if they just if they just taking over the U.S. Yeah. By a landslide in the you know later years, they would have, I'd, I'd imagine they would possibly get broken up. And this is for Charlie. Actually, I watched a video recently that Charlie, you'll recognize this probably. GAC, which is a European thing, guitars, amps, and keyboards. I think is what, but it's their like a brand of their big music store over there. Mm-hmm. That did just get bought out or invested in from outside companies because apparently that business. And correct me if I'm wrong, Charlie. It is called GAK, G-A-K, Guitars, Amps, and Keyboards. If I'm wrong, correct me on that. Um, They were doing like hundreds of millions a year in revenue. So, again, a good business that's actually doing positive that wants to grow, then they get invested in. Probably a good thing. Yeah. A crappy, huge business that's not doing great gets invested in. They're trying to either sell it off, maybe try to save it. But if it's a positive business, like in the case of Sweetwater, I don't think it would be necessary. I think it would be a good thing. Um, Mike goes on to say, or Mike says, uh, I feel like Sweetwater has made a pretty big effort to get some of the smaller niche brands like 
A and F, Tackle, Lowboy, etc. But I feel like a lot of those companies want to stay with smaller shops. You're actually very true. Um, did anybody, Jared? Did you see that drama going on between Nelson Drum Shop and Drum Supply? Yeah, I saw <clears throat> that. I didn't know that they were in the same. Because I saw the Drum Supply bit. Where they were in the same... Yeah, well, so hold on. So Mike finishes off to say they can't, uh, talking about this the, the supply and demand, he said they can't meet Sweetwater's demand for inventory, and I think it's nice that brands are still sacred to the smaller mom-and-pop shops, well, which you're right. I've gone on there looking for stuff. Sweetwater only really has in stock about 50% of what they're showing on the way, and it's not their fault. They yeah. just can't get stuff in. But going back to the second part of his statement, which says, I think it's nice that some brands are still sacred to the smaller mom-and-pop shops. This brings us to the drama. So if you don't know, you've probably heard of Nelson Drum Shop. If you haven't heard of Nelson Drum Shop, you've probably heard of Drum Supply. Drum Supply is there in Nashville, and like Jarrett was saying, uh, Drum Supply was there first. They had their, their store, and then they welcomed or brought in yeah. uh nelson drum shop which is he basically kind of focused on not the drum parts and the kits and all that he was doing the vintage pieces and they carry nelson drum shops carries very cool a lot of times highly sought after you know rare vintage stuff so they were living basically in the same building and from what i understand from the post i saw that the the deal that they had together nelson and drum supply was you know you're here with us we'll pr cross promote each other whatever we'll always be good buddies you just got to stay in your lane I, i'm assuming he means the vintage or brands that they don't carry yeah. and i'll stay in my lane the parts the do-it-yourself kits the snare wires the sticks the heads and we'll we'll be cool and then Apparently, what happened it, from the rest of that post I read is that they started to uh, dip into their uh, their product variety and started like doubling up on what they had. Basically, he's uh, talking about Nelson started selling stuff that Drum Supply was already selling. Yeah, and uh, and then that's like a that'd be that's the breach of their contract. And I'm trying to remember the last part of that post that Drum Supply did. Oh, well, basically, from what I understand, um, it looks like it's he said, she said at this point. Yeah. Because Nelson Drum Shop, whatever that guy's name is, something Nelson. Um, Brandon, I think. Uh, is basically accusing Drum Shop or Drum Supply of being like aggressive and bullish. But then if you go over to Drum Size uh, Supplies page, he's basically saying what I explained as the story. Yeah. The deal was he stays in his lane. I'll stay in my lane. We don't butt heads there, and it's not a problem. Well, like you said, apparently Nelson started selling stuff that Drum Supply was selling. So he's just basically saying, I'm honoring the deal, and then Nelson is claiming that he was bullying or, you know, pressuring him for what I think the post said years. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know who to personally believe. It, I don't think it really matters at this point because they've already split ways. Yeah. Drum Supply is staying where it's at, and Nelson it's has been that. posting the new, the new shop. Yeah. Um, I mean the from from my from what I've gathered and everything, the the for Nelson to if go through and start carrying the same products that uh, Drum Supply has. Um, I mean, if there if there was a verbal agreement that's like this is what we're doing, uh, that is kind of crappy. Um, 
because they because I'm assuming at that point you're going to be undercutting their prices just to be able to um, have more uh, revenue come in, and that's just basic business at that point. I mean, your competitors right in the same roof. It's like why would you have them have someone go and be like, oh hey, I have my jingles for ten dollars. Like, well, I got the same jingles for eight, dog. It's like. You come over here, and then it's almost, like, enticing. And that's why a lot of places have, like, boundary... Uh, yeah. Well, that's how, like, you know, you have, uh, uh, like, <clears throat> what do they call them? Territories. Yeah. So I'm trying, so I was trying to say is, is the territory uh, clauses, like, you like, you know, I'm the dealer for this or whatever, and this square mile radius, you can't come and do this because I have territory rights. Yeah. Um, and I don't think mm-hmm. if that is the case... If that really was what's going on, I don't think drum supply is being, you know, overly protective. Yeah. Like I said, it's a he said, she said at this point, and you really won't find out now because they've already split ways. Yeah. So they're all just going to want to move on. And, and you're right, Mike. Very spicy drama in the drum world. When do we get spicy drama like this in the drum retail world? We don't. And, they've, and, they've, and drum supply has been around for a while, and, and Nelson is, you know, on the up and coming and blooming. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Because them, well, they have kind of hit this cool market with like Wooden Weather and Revival and these other boutique drum stores of like having this because I'm trying to explain this articulately and not fumble over my words. Um, Like the the whole vibe now is like it's vintage and rustic and Broken. Cool. It's, yeah, it's cool and hip, and you know Elvis kicked through this calf head, you know this yeah. calf skin kick head, and I'm not gonna fix it. Yeah, and that's that's a big vibe and stuff right now that's going on, and uh, no one wants to play, you know, nobody giant lacquer. Nobody wants a pearl reference anymore. Yeah, no, uh, someone wants to have maple mahogany with re rings. I gotta have a single tension Harlequin Gretsch bass drum. Can't have no pearl references. No, no, I don't need bass drums that sound <laughs> like an 808. I need something with character. And that's why, like, you know, those shops are thriving because it, I guess it appeals more to people around my age, I'm guessing. Uh, and and people, I mean, you're not old. I'm saying, and people in your generation as well. He's but saying I'm old. I'm not saying he's old. Um, of just like of wanting that that old school kind of vibe, and making brick and mortar cool again. Honestly, basically, if you're young enough to use the 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 adjective vibe, then you're in it. Yeah. Or if you're old like me and you say dumb words like it's cool, man, then you're not. <laughs> That's basically Jared is saying. If you're under 25, you're cool. And if you're above 25, just go ahead and die because well, I'm you're above, old. I'm above 25, so I'm, I'm, I'm in the gold. <laughs> <laughs> you, I can't you have go. to die now. <laughs> uh, Josh says, I was just at Nelson Drum Shop a few weeks ago in Nashville. They were incredibly fl- friendly and knowledgeable. The shop had a great feel to it. That's how we know Josh is old because he didn't say vibe. Uh, the shop had a great feel to it and had great experience there. Now, Josh, was that while they were still in the drum sh- uh, supply store? Obviously, they would. I'm, I'm sure they're not. I, I believe that was because I was very curious to see all the photos when he went to Nashville yeah. for his. And they're both cool shops. Yeah. I don't. I have no skin in the game, and I don't know these people, so it doesn't matter to me. They've always, you know, every time I've messaged Nelson on Instagram about a price of a picture that they sent, they always were really cool. And I've talked to the guy at Drum Supply before, so they're both cool. I hope they get it settled. It sucks that they had to 
part ways. Yeah. Maybe it's better in the long run because now instead of a store with a tiny store in it, you just have two stores. So you get more drum real estate, basically. And I really hope that it goes well for Nelson and his new shop works out and he's able to continue the business. Um, and then obviously I hope that drum supply stays on their current path and we have, that's just two good outlets that you can have. Yeah. So as far as the drama, I don't know. We'll just have to see, but I, I wish both of them luck because they both are cool shops. Um, as far as Sweetwater, I don't know what's really happening there either. If they're not accepting uh, inside or outside investment, okay. If they are, probably just going to help them grow. We'll just have to see again kind of what's going to be happening. And then, like I say, the one in the – oh, he said uh, – No. No, okay. Um, and then the the big store in the U.K. did just get – outside finance so i think it's becoming a thing and probably maybe dare i say a sign that the music industry as far as retail and all that is kind of bouncing back or maybe <clears throat> maybe about to hit a growth spurt we'll, we'll have to see but uh guitar center mm, i'm gonna watch out for those guys i'm waiting for them to have a big for them to yeah really say then have the big fires hill well you know, maybe we'll get lucky. Um, so that's kind of the news in the drum world right now. And, you know, we'll just have to see what happens. A little bit of drama. We never see drum industry drama. So Mike is right. It's pretty dang spicy. Yeah. Um, so like anyone yelling at each other. And yeah, really. <laughs> we'll just, we will definitely try to keep you all updated on that. And yeah, thank you, Frank, for sending that in. Cause um, I think I had heard a little bit about it, but when I watched the the thing you had sent me it, you know, brought up even more. And again, your stickers in the mail, buddy. So, uh, can't confirm. Yeah, you yeah, can confirm. Uh, Jared, you got anything else for us tonight? Um, no, I had a good one. Uh, oh. I forgot it. I had a good one. Very terrible. I came on the radio yesterday. Well, as usual and always, I would like to thank all of the Legacy members for joining us tonight and making the show as fun as it always is. Remember, you can always hit us up at beardeddrums at gmail.com if you want to send us a picture or a video. Keep the video short. At J underscore rat and at S Nelson underscore junior if you want to reach us on Instagram. Jared also handles the Facebook page. You can simply search Bearded Drums. And remember, that we are here live every Thursday. But if you would like to hear the audio-only version of the podcast, you can find us on Spotify. You can find us on Apple Podcasts. You can find us even on Google Podcasts, even though absolutely nobody watches that. Um, but if you want to hear the, the audio-only version of the podcast, you can find us on all the major podcast platforms. Please check that out. Um, and... You couldn't remember your little line, so I guess I'm going to say that's it for us tonight. We should be back here regular time on Thursday, catching up with more of your submissions, talking about the new stuff we got, bringing you some more drama from the inner workings of the drum retail business. Could we be uh, DMZ News? <laughs> like Foot Drum Magazine News? DMZ News. Or DMZ? <laughs> Um, so that is it for us tonight. Thank you for all hanging out. Jarrett, take us out of here. And as always, we'll see you on the next one. Peace, guys.